ago. Yeah, that's a that's a I like it. That's a brilliant idea, Sam. That was to do like because we've talked about doing like live shows, but once we have an audience between there, but yeah. um, because yeah. I did, I did, I was on the a podcast for a while. And we did our final episode as a party, as like a live show. What was the podcast? It was the Meltcast for for Meltdown Comics. Oh, dude. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a while ago. Um, you worked at Meltdown Comics. I w- did worked in Nerd Melt Theater. Oh yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, right around that same era, but yeah. the beginning of Nerd Melt. Um, but we did. We were like, okay, we're closing out last one. Let's like invite all our friends. Like mm-hmm. we'll do the setup in the back with the Nerd Melt Theater and everything. Mm-hmm. We did it with such a blast. We were like, why didn't we do that all the time? <laughs> like why <laughs> we did we wait start. until the end? Well, I like the well, idea. Well, we got to find a place to do it. Now. That our second to last episode will be Writers of the Lost Ark, which is a party. Then we mm-hmm. do it live mm-hmm. at some theater or something. Like we <clears> screen <throat> it, and then Keller and I hop up on the stage with a guest. To no, talk the Raiders. last ten, we'll do a tour. Yeah, right. Every uh, major city in the U.S. Exactly. We're doing it. The, the, yeah. the, the Raiders one is is is, is got to be like drunken mm-hmm. and as many of your former guests as that you can pack okay, in. Yeah, the whole yeah, time, yeah. You know, people because coming up and everybody's down the whole time. seen that movie. Yeah, and exactly. we'll have we'll make sure there's there's like two people who've never seen an Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you're, you're going to find two people who are just That's born, great. like okay. yeah, sure. like yeah, three we'll, days we'll old. We'll have a couple of children. Exactly. Yeah. like cover your eyes. This part's scary. Kids running around. Okay, yeah, is. and then like you said, it'll just be just Keller and I back at this table, and then you want yeah, exactly Godfather. You want the, like this, and by it. that point, ten years from now, they'll have like a plaque. Mm-hmm. It'll be like this is where the podcast was recorded. <laughs> you guys will be living yeah. elsewhere, but yeah, like exactly, this yeah. will be people will come to, to this public. apartment. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited for those times. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across from me is my good buddy. Mr. Keller Knobloch. I was about to Did scream you forget your name. forget my name? Keller! Keller! Does he not have a first name? Canada! Mr. Keller Knobloch. Hi. Keller, say hi. There we oh, go. Okay, hi. And uh, we've got a fantastic episode for you today. Our guest is... It's not often that this ends up happening, but when it does, it's really exciting. Oftentimes, it's just Keller and I asking some poor sap to come over and watch a bad film, and then we talk about it. But today, <laughs> we have the person most qualified to be here to talk about... Akira, this is the film that he has seen more than any other movie, That's and correct. you uh, uh, are are in the industry of comic books. You worked at a manga company before mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. That's part of your background, and we get to talk about everything about this movie that we can try to think of. I'm talking about comic book writer extraordinaire. You've read his stuff uh, over at Marvel with Star-Lord. You've read Green Lanterns, Harley Quinn, Dial H for Heroes coming out. The list goes on and on. Mr. Sam Humphreys is yes. here. Sam. Oh, shit. Thank is, you for having me. This is it. This I'm is very excited. This is our I'm first, very excited yeah. to be in the first hundred. Yeah. The first hundred well, episodes of the show. Yeah, that's true. Yes. That was going we to be should a have had you in the first year. Not, not the first year, not the first 50, but the first hundred. That's all right. I'm, I'm not in the first hundred. That's which, okay. Which means this mm-hmm. film is in the bottom hundred. But outrageous! It's outrageous! Outrageous to me! Yeah, but yes. um, but man, 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 oh man! Like like I said, we normally will. Reach and I'd little, agree with that now too. It is outrageous. This movie is 
fucking nuts. It's nuts. So it you two had nuts. never seen I've this never movie. seen it. He's I've, seen it. I've seen it, I think when I was in college, maybe 10 plus years ago. Maybe okay. maybe 10 yeah, years yeah. ago. And, and we'll talk about what I thought then, what I think now. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this is a thing where like I, I sent you a list of films yeah. and you went, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know if I could do it, Kira. I, I'm too close to it. Like, I, I, I didn't know if that was going to be a pro allowed. or a con. And we said thought, pro. Yeah. We said pro. Because I would have done anything. I would have done sure. any movie. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But when I saw Kira, I mean, like it, like it glowed to me on the mm-hmm. list because, uh, like you said, I've seen this. I've seen this by far more than any other movie in my entire life. I've seen it hundred, at least a hundred times, maybe a wow. hundred to two hundred. You can times. just throw this one on. Yeah, I can throw it on. Man, uh, it's I, yes. I, I know you guys just went through the experience. I could Woo! throw this on and put on the score, like on mute and yes. throw on the score separately. Yeah, and just have it be like, oh yeah, and this is the part where all, yeah. everybody dies. Yeah, visually. And then just five minutes the later, you go, this is also the part where, where everybody, everybody dies. dies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just keep coming up with Do spoilers on the show? Oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. Especially for movies. Uh, Thirty so, years. Old. Well, there's also that. So, and the first time I saw it was I was probably about maybe thirteen years old dude that must have broken your brain it really did i don't it understand really did. it's what, a very yeah. it's, it's a landmark movie for me like mm-hmm. it, and not just for you but for like for western audiences and especially sure. young western audiences who would go on to be fans of japanese animation and japanese comic books this is i feel like in every single one of those stories it's like this was the first thing they saw mm-hmm. especially like because taika waititi this is like his yeah and i think that changed his speaking of taika i think world. he's rumored to like direct it i don't think he's going live to, action there's no way like how okay how Let, could we'll that get, we'll, we'll get to that we'll we get have that. to put a pin in that because that's a whole I'd let conversation. him do it fucking do it but like <laughs> it's it's how <laughs> it is that's insane but um but yeah like just reading about it online and even before the internet the way that people were exposed to this was VHS yes was Mm-hmm. go into a buddy's house and they're like you have to watch this insane thing you know vhs copies like oh my mm-hmm. friend got a copy of a mm-hmm. copy of is this, this what the vhs looked like yeah uh yeah it looked exactly like this and everyone's like why is it shaped like this was that the cover of it <laughs> no it wasn't the cover although uh that what well, i did have that on a t-shirt back in the day that's awesome um so you brought the blu-ray your own copy I, which was yep. very well, nice you also the air force thing on there I know. it's weird yeah. and you also brought Akira Club, this gorgeous hardcover yes. from Dark hardcover book from Dark Horse mm-hmm. Comics. It's a, it's, a, it's a companion book to the the manga, okay, and also sort of a, a companion book to the the phenomena yes. of Akira because Akira was like also art book, very yeah. much a turn point mm-hmm. in uh, Japan as well, mm-hmm. not just in America. It was a right. huge phenomenon. First, the the manga was a massive hit. Wow, and the anime was was a huge hit. It was the most expensive anime yeah. at the time yeah. ever made. Uh, and you can see a huge it. amount of you can see it. It's mm-hmm. definitely on the screen. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I still don't made a huge amount of money, that. and and not just because it's good, but it was one of those things where it's like this is so popular in Japan. We feel like it may be exportable to the states. Wow! And yeah. how oh. was it pretty exportable? Well, like, I mean, obviously, was, did it yes. Okay? Uh, but here's here's the thing I want to talk. I about. I didn't know if it was when, like a cult classic. It was a cult classic. Yes, it, it, yes. it was not. Uh, it was never released in wide release. Okay, in yeah. theaters, it never got that kind of treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and also back then, like releasing Akira was like they're literally paving the infrastructure that. Dragon Ball Z later traveled yep. down, mm-hmm. or yep. uh, some of the Suyu Ghibli Sailor films, Moon, and Ghibli. exactly because there it, it wasn't the first uh, anime to come to America. I mean, anime has been coming to America since the sixties, yeah. But this is the one that really blew it wide open um, because you see this and you understand, like, wow, 
if this is one movie that they do over there, what's mm-hmm. the, you know. What else? If, uh, yeah. if, if you're just used to just Disney or Saturday morning cartoons in America and you see what animation can do this time, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, then Why animation haven't can be they five been, things I haven't yeah. seen. It can be a hundred, it can be an infinity of things I've never seen before. Yeah, yeah for and sure. And I doubt American audiences have seen animation do anything like that. No. Ever I, at I, all. Even, I don't even think, Japanese audiences have never yeah, seen anything really here up before. to that yeah. point. And honestly, even since, I don't, I cannot think of too many animated things, either movies or shows, that come close to this level of, this like tone. Like I, you know. It's like, so fucking it's, huge. Yeah, it is. It's incredibly dense. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about this before, how um, the the manga is so long mm-hmm. and it's so dense. Actually, the manga is very manga paced. Okay. It, you know, Because you were saying it looked like it was paced faster than the movie was. Yeah, actually. so as we're watching the movie, I have, I bought the first volume of the Akira manga comic book and I, and I got it like end of last year mm-hmm. and I specifically hadn't read it yet because I was like, we're going to eventually re, like watch Akira again for this podcast. I'm going to rewatch it and I want to watch the film first so that I can hear the the voices, hear the music, you know, hear the acting in it, hear mm-hmm. and, and like see the visuals and have all that in my head before I go and read this first volume of the comic, which I'm really interested to compare because reading up on it, they're apparently very different, but there are things that are the same. And the movie, like you were saying, Sam, takes about the first, because this first, how would you, how thick would you say this book is, Keller? This like it's volume solid one. Solid inch and a half, two inches. Inch and a half of pure comic of book goodness. There five. are six of these that make up the series. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the movie covers about the first three, The first of? half. First about, half of the whole series. Uh, like the, the first volume, you'll, you'll see a lot of similarities. Cool. Expanded, and then the further mm-hmm. you go, you see the more they diverge. They diverge, because right. Because they, they made the movie before the manga was even finished. That's mm-hmm. So awesome. they knew going into the movie that they're going to have to truncate it. Um, so they made a f- end to it. Mm-hmm. They created an end to the story. Yeah, they, they created an end to the story, like Annihilation. Mm, the book, the movie versus the books. Yeah, yeah. I could get that. I didn't, I didn't watch the or the, read the books, so I'm not. But sure. you but watched yeah. the Natalie Portman the books. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that movie ended, and then the book. There's two more books where you follow other characters. Right, like like yeah, that yeah. story's sort of not over. Right, but the movie has the movie is a thing. I think where the the writer of the film read the first like like read like a transcript of the book right. early and then went and wrote the screenplay. Mm-hmm. And then the author was like, cool. And then here's it's book two so and three. different. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. and yeah. And it, it, yeah. But it, interestingly, there's another example of this with uh, Naushka Valley of the Wind by Studio Ghibli. Oh. That was also a, different. a lengthy epic manga where they made the anime about halfway through the production mm. of the manga. And I'm used to that also with Dragon Ball Z. Dragon yes. Ball Z, same thing. Akira Toriyama mm-hmm. was drawing the comic. And then as they were doing the show, they needed to do filler episodes. That's where that came from, where they're like, okay, in this episode, Gohan finds a robot, and that's 22 minutes of a cartoon <laughs> because he's still doing the comic, and like the, you know, the main, they couldn't catch up with the main story. And yeah. there's and a now really Game great... of Thrones season seven's coming out. Yeah. Yep. That's a good point. <laughs> good point. But uh, all so right, so. The, the, the end of the movie does, there's definitely some differences, and characters are in different places, and so yeah. on and so forth, but the movie basically continues from that disaster. The, the, ma- the manga, you mean? The manga, sorry. The yeah, manga, yeah. The manga okay, so that disaster does happen. Yeah, disaster does okay, happen. Okay, I didn't know the, if that was the, the ending disaster. they created for it. No, 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 Damn. yeah. They're so, just like disaster after disaster. So it's, it's, like, a, it's a, it's a, it's, it like really upends, it flips wow. the, the board game up on you because and all the characters have well, to take on different roles. Let me ask you this and, yeah. and spoil the comic for me, please. You do yes. want me to spoil it for yes. you? Yes, mm-hmm. okay. All right, well, end of the film. I'll tell you this. End of the film, we have Tetsuo, 
mm-hmm. who is sort of the main character, but not because mm-hmm. he's Kaneda's childhood friend who gets the accident. He gets these telekinetic powers. He loses control. And at the end, he kind he goes, of he goes dies. Dark Phoenix. Goes Dark Phoenix. Yeah, Dark goes Phoenix. Chronicle. Phoenix. Goes Kanye West mm-hmm. in the Stronger music video. Whatever you want. But he kind of... No one mentioned like, all that power. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah no, exactly. no one man. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, so Tetsuo, like... Like it's the movie hints that he dies or him and the other and Akira, the original from the 80s child and some maybe one other kid or whatever, they kind of disappear. Oh, am I supposed to do this part? In a sec. Yeah. The energy leaves. And then the movie ends where Kaneda's like, Tetsuo, he saved me or whatever. And then it's and then it's kind of over resolution. The, The comic picks up. Does does the same thing happen to Tetsuo? And does it just follow Kaneda after that? No. In the comic, at, at that point... In the can, comics. Mm-hmm. In, uh, 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 Tetsuo and Akira do not die. Oh. But the second disaster happens, and it's sort of a, a, a no man's land situation. Are you familiar with Batman no man's land? In case... Um, well, just explain it to Keller, sure. because he's not. Uh, it, it's, it's like an a, <laughs> a earthquake occurs to Gotham City, and because of the destruction, the outside world can't come in and help Gotham City, so Gotham City is like Walt... Walled off, essentially. So, like the end of Dark Knight Rises. Characters. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yep. That's um, where they pulled that from. Okay. So, uh, so same thing happens to Neo Tokyo. So Neo Tokyo is destroyed. Mm. All the rules go out the window, and you have all these characters like the Colonel and K. So now the politicians are you, gone. The, uh, yeah, most of the politicians all that are bureaucracy gone. Bureaucracy talk oh, in this. Remember movies. the Guru with the yeah. big hair who is yeah. chanting? She's a full-on character in the book. Mm. She's actually um, somebody uh, with the same set of powers as the kids who comes from a generation before the kids oh damn yeah yeah so she's got powers as well that's why she knows about akira and tetsuo and akira have lived and now they become sort of de facto superpowered fascist authorities in this (gasps) dystopian broken down city whereas then you still have the colonel and you still have canada and you still have uh, so it's like all these forces coming together basically for the future of humanity because um, so the you really want all this shit spoiled? Are no, the dictators? But that's, but that's very interesting. Yeah, the superheroes are the Damn. dictators. That's they, they beca- yeah, yeah. They, it's it's like now Tetsuo is in a, a position of authority, yeah. and all these people, you know, are, are desperate. There's no wow. food. There's no water. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And they all coalesce against this show of power. Um, and so there's a lot. I was wondering, I was like, man, fan. I don't know how anything else could be good <laughs> after what we just watched. And then he's, that sounds so interesting. But it it's, it's funny because I never once thought when you asked me while I watched the movie, you're like, did you ever want them to animate the back half of the movie? I oh. never, ever thought about that. And I was like, well, no, cause it's good. Good the way it is. And I was you're like, right. no, that's stupid. Cause a lot of dope shit uh, happens yeah. in the second half and of you the comic. This, and it's like, and it would be like, wow, I, that would be fucking incredible. Although I hear, uh, Katsuhiro Otomo almost died in the making of the movie. So <gasps> what? Maybe give him a break. Uh, just he's, like he's overworked and exhausted. Or just let him, later. we'll let this guy oversee this round. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Cause so, it's already been written. Yeah. yeah. Was, was mean, he trying to make the movie while he was writing the second half? I, uh, more or less. I, he, uh, he may have taken yeah. a break from the comic. I don't know exactly, but essentially, yeah. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. That is a that lot. That has there's, to be. There's a ton to get into that I want there's to try a, to There's a crazy crack work open. ethic in Japan yes. when it mm-hmm. comes to uh, manga and anime. Yes. And also just like the, the national pride that they have for it. Three-inch volumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, really, um, they really think of 
video games and manga and anime is like the, the cultural pillars mm-hmm. of their, their country and their society, but mm-hmm. also how they express themselves to the rest of the world. Which Absolutely. is completely different from here, yeah. unfortunately. It is. It doesn't have the same respect. Getting... It is, yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, we're, we're, we're doing our own Cracked Mirror version of that, mm-hmm. which is now it's like, not necessarily the comics are a pillar we'll make of our the society, movie then. but the mm-hmm. movies... But then mm-hmm. when, when the movie's bad... People were like, well, of course, it came from a dumb comic book. Like, it hurts right. that idea yeah, as yeah. well. And mm-hmm. and even when even when the movie's good, like Black Panther, they'll nominate it for Best Picture, but everyone's like, well, it can't win. It's a comic book super. Right. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. very interesting what's happening in the U.S. and in the Western yeah. world. But yeah. We're on our way. So, so, so this as is soon my... as Taika Waititi directs Akira the movie, <laughs> there will be Best Picture <laughs> for Superhero. Best Picture animated from an anime. Do, do, do you have a specific thing that you want to show us in I, this? I, 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 was, I was just going to just like invite you guys to leave through this part of wow. the book because it kind of shows what... Um, the different uh, art was. Or just a, what a cultural phenomenon Akira was in Japan. Damn. I'm looking at different Insanely posters. popular. For the listeners. It, it, was, it was like a Game of Thrones level yeah. uh, take cultural takeover. Like what we experienced wow. at Game of Thrones here. That's what Akira Goodness. was like back in the 80s and the 90s. This is in, insane. Yeah. Did you see Ready Player One? And how did you feel about the, the rendering bike? of the bicycle? I didn't. And I okay. have no opinion. This is what the VHS looked like. That was my yeah. VHS tape. Oh, that's awesome. That was it right there. Neo Tokyo is about to explode e dot x dot p dot l dot yeah that looks like watchmen se violent this is this is an ad i believe for when a marvel comics under their epic imprint colorized and translated and printed um akira in english there it is steve olaf did some of the earliest computer coloring on the the american one which i also have a a run of you do uh but it was crazy because uh in, when they were publishing it in America, they outpaced the Japanese because by the end he was just slowing down and really taking his time with it and yeah. trying to preserve his health probably. And right you know, all of Japan was like, of that movie. It, it, it's like George R. R. Martin again, where everyone's like, let him write the books at his own pace. Mm-hmm. And then Marvel was like, we have no more Akira left to print. And we're just going to wait on him. So like the, wow. the, ra- the last three or four issues came out over the course of like three or four years. Damn, that's That's a long wait. Mm -hmm. So we have two traditions on this podcast. The first one is Keller's going to take us back to 2008 and read for us a little... Now this is... I've already picked my chunk. You've already got it? Here's what we need to describe, too. We have been... This is our first write-up, like multi-page... Normally, they're little blurbs that are just, you know, 442 Mm -hmm. or whatever. Here's the little blurb of this film. So this is a multi-page spread. It's talking about the impact and the influence of Akira. It's it's two pages, two pages and a couple paragraphs, which is great. And it's cool that this movie gets a highlight. I know later in the magazine, Lawrence of Arabia gets one, mm. Who Framed Roger Rabbit gets one. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see two that Two animated stuff. movies get yeah. features. Yeah, they, sh- they well, should. Well, The yeah. Searchers gets one. Yeah, a little John Wayne one retrospective, The Searchers. <laughs> Uh, one and yeah. a third, if we're being real, but okay, yeah, okay, boo okay. John Wayne, but yeah, the searchers. <laughs> boo John Wayne, yes, boo John Wayne, but it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so no, yeah, no, so but also boo John Ford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, now yeah. I think about it. Yeah. yeah, fuck John Ford. Yeah, boo John Ford. Um, but don't boo 
the movie we're talking about today. So Keller, hit us with that Empire Magazine. Did you say the second tradition? The second tradition I've already we I've went been over briefed it. On. Okay, at, okay. At I haven't breakfast. made a decision yet. That's but right. But this would be a worthy addition. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But I told Sam the rules. Is that by the end of this podcast, <clears> he's going to contribute a film. It can be the one we watch today, but something he feels belongs on the list of the five hundred. The, the new canon. The new five hundred. Yes. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Keller, hit us with that British boy. British voice. <laughs> Here's this little British boy. <laughs> 440. Akira. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, okay. I won't. I'm in shortage. 440. Akira. 1988. Director. Katsuhiro Otomu. Yeah? Yep. Yes. Very good. Hyperviolent. Apocalyptic. Kinetic. Lurid. Akira is the definitive anime classic. In 1988, Katsuhiro Otomo turned his best-selling manga into a $10 million feature-length cartoon. The result, Akira, is quite simply one of the greatest animated movies ever made. And then there's a bunch of other shit. Right. Uh, awesome. Um, I already disagree with it, but... Whoa, how so? I just don't... I, I, I love it. You don't think it's, it's the definitive it's, anime classic? No, no. Mm. You give it to a Ghibli? Yeah, probably. Uh, Spirited Away? Spirited Away or Mononoke? I I give it to Mononoke. Mononoke is my favorite. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. Spirited Away. definitive, like what the the power that anime has. This one, I love Akira. It doesn't have a lot of heart. Uh, Absolutely. And and I think anime does a great job of... This has like the same tone as Blade Runner, Mm -hmm. where it's just we're going to show you a bunch of cool, fucked up shit. And our Mm -hmm. ending is not going to make a lot of sense. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) A lot of hand waving. I would agree with that. So when I first saw it 10 years ago, I knew about its cultural impact. I personally feel that it's on this list for. 80% 80% of the reason it's on the list is because of the impact it made in 1988 and the early 90s, and mm-hmm. like not just to Japan, but also around the world. Yep. 20% is because the film itself is like spectacular. And how many people mm-hmm. like you saw it when they were 12 years old and like, oh, right. fuck. Right. It's like, I'm fucked for life. It's, and didn't this, this also did change anime, right? Absolutely. And, absolutely. And it changed so, animation. It opened the door for Studio Ghibli? And uh, yeah. Studio Ghibli was actually quite well on their way. They had okay. already done Nashka for sure, mm-hmm. and maybe one or two others. Okay. Um, but, you know, really what it did, I, I think Otomo and um, Miyazaki were in similar paths in that they were both integrating European animation and comic book influences into their work. Right. And like... Uh, I- uh, Kiki Slavery Service is set in Europe. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Por- uh, Porco Rosso is also set yeah. in Europe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Italy. Yep. So you see already like this cultural like crossbreeding that was happening back mm-hmm. and forth as well. Like you know, Moebius was taking mm-hmm. the influence from uh, Japan into Europe and so on and so forth. But anyway, uh, it, it was uh, back then the the seinen manga. Seinen would be adult male, okay. not adult as in rated X, mm-hmm. but adult as in appeals to adult sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seinen manga yeah. was not super huge, and when it was, it was mostly more uh, episodic and a little more wacky. And mm-hmm. here's a comedy about office workers, kind of thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this was obviously a much more serious tone, and the the manga is the same as well. Yeah, and also just to ask, I believe that comic book reading and manga reading, Japanese comic book reading in Japan is way more common and way more looked at as normal. Adults do it on the subway versus I, my dad doesn't read comics yep. versus my mom doesn't mm. read comics. Or, well, you, we probably have the same experience all the time. Yeah. It's like, I'll be like, oh, you know, I write, uh, you know, I write Green Lanterns. They're like, oh, they still do the comics. <laughs> oh, that's, wow, <laughs> really? Yeah, Brutal. Yeah. Uh, you Brutal. Know, we're, we're, we're in a country now where everybody... <laughs> 
uh, loves comic books, but they don't love to buy or read comic books. Yeah. They, yeah. they just love that comic the books had yeah. existed. Yeah. Um, and and but, people but are it, proud of that because a superhero is a like uniquely American invention, and, and exactly. superhero comic books are American inventions, and it's an well, American art form. Exactly. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's a Native American art form, but just like rock and roll, when rock and roll went overseas to the British, and mm-hmm. they brought it back to American shores and kicked our asses up and down the street. That's exactly what happened <laughs> with Japan when it comes to animation and comic they books. They kicked yeah. some people. People's asses yeah. up and down the street. You they... just didn't hear the other people because they weren't getting recorded. <laughs> their, their levels were down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah their mics weren't functioning. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they, the art form went over there. It almost mm-hmm. in, in some ways in isolation mm-hmm. compared to what we would see today. Uh, they they took these art forms and they made it their own and they came mm-hmm. back with something that was almost unrecognizable to us. To you know, absolutely Akira versus whatever other animated films came out in '98. Um, yeah. Like Little Mermaid. Was yeah, I want to see Walt Disney sit down yeah. and watch Akira. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a Walt Disney reference in Akira. Really, an homage because they even even like Otomo and some of the darker sure. anime and manga creators they idolized Walt Disney because they yeah, idolized. Tezuka I believe it. Yeah, and Tezuka idolized Walt Disney. So there's wow. a in the in the nursery where the kids were. And all the toys and stuff, and the ca- the fake castles. I and saw the Seven Dwarfs. Exactly. exactly yeah, it, it was there's like a mural. the exact thing. There's a mural of the Whoa. Seven Dwarfs. Like yeah. there's Which, like that yeah. marble thing to where it's just her laying it's down. Not the, the Seven designs, Dwarfs, but it's mm-hmm. like it seven looks dwarves. very similar. Yeah, and yeah. it's uh, that's obviously. I think that's a really great tip of the hat to like the first feature length animated film, mm-hmm. which is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, mm-hmm. which still holds up and it's still really great. 1937, that broke people's brains. That was a thing where people were like, you know, our eyes can't take it looking at a cartoon for more than 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what people predicted. Too much failure. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. so for that to be as groundbreaking as it is, it's almost like Akira knew itself. Like, and this is going to be Japan's, in a lot of ways, Japan's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Like this, like of the, of this genre and of this tone, it's going to do for this what, or or like a a ladder. Well, what does this do for American animation? Like, did everybody like have to kick their fucking ass into gear? Do they feel like, I think, I think I've heard a lot of stories where, um, people that were in animation school, which now they're show running cartoons on Cartoon mm-hmm. Network and Nickelodeon and their executives and stuff. People that were in animation school in the late 80s, early 90s when this came out. Again, in terms of animation for American television, the things that were happening were toy commercials. It was Transformers and He-Man and Thundercats right. and G.I. Joe. And that stuff's cool, but it was not coming to from a place of creatively, this is the story we want to tell. It was coming from, we have to sell we this sell action toys. figure line and yep. we have to make sure to do this and this. And mm-hmm. we're going to kill off Optimus Prime and characters because we want to bring another Transformers toys and keep that going. So there was a lot of like resistance from people in animation school in the 80s because they were seeing what was happening and they were like, I don't want to do this. These are the people I idolize and I want to do work like that. And then when this came over from overseas, when Akira was on VHSs and, and animation, like, they were yes. like, they were like, this is insane. And that ended up influencing certainly like the Spawn HBO show, which was yep. in the nineties mm-hmm. that was pushing that limit of like violence and blood and stuff like that. And more like mature storytelling. And, and it influenced like, you know, uh, um, Ghost in the Shell. I which, just mean like, did it affect the style and just like the level of detail in American well, animation? It depends. I'm thinking about like Aeon Flux, which was an MTV little mm-hmm. short animated thing that came out like in was the that early nineties. 
No, no. I think it was, it was all original the, to yeah. the uh, liquid but, television. Yes, shorts. but influenced okay. by so many things. And then in the early '90s, you had places like Nickelodeon that came out with Ren and Stimpy, Rugrats, and Doug as their first three cartoons in 1991. And even those cartoons were revolutionary for obvious reasons. But even just that they weren't doing He-Man and, and mm-hmm. selling G.I. Joe toys. toys. Yeah. It was like, this is a pure cartoon, so then people that, that were point, in... just using any kind of style, whether yeah. it was exactly this style or a different kind of style, yeah. any style whatsoever Outside was of revolutionary. Okay. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So, and then there's a bunch of... I mean, but, it, but, but Akira is this big part of animation history, and when I saw it when I was in college, I knew all of this. I'd heard about it mm-hmm. and was really excited to sit down and watch it, and, and, and watch it, and I watched it, and I my takeaway was, I didn't get this. But that's, I think that's okay. Yeah. I couldn't connect to it, maybe because of the heart, maybe because I knew I was like, I think I'm missing something, some context. I need more context, some cultural context. I didn't even know that it was cultural context that I was missing. I think it was years later, I had to have somebody explain to me that I think we're either a big fan of this or they may have been somebody that was Japanese. They were telling me like, yeah, this was obviously a response to the same way that a lot, you can draw a lot of art that comes from Japan, even Ghost in the Shell, we were talking about Ghost in the Shell, or I just brought it up a second ago. Ghost in the Shell is specifically a commentary on how after World War II, with Japan being like demilitarized by the allied forces, Mm -hmm. they decide that's where the tech sector came from. Mm. And that's why Japan is what it is today, because their tech was allowed to continue to shoot up. So eventually, if that storyline kept going, what would Japan be in the future with technology and how would that, like, would the, if wars were waged in that way, and that's kind of what Ghost in the Shell is supposed to be a commentary on. Like, it's it's inherently Japanese. And Akira is obviously inherently Japanese. And is, oh, yeah. And is an artist talking about so many things, but they're all related to Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Because this is even to, set in 2019, yeah. but the last bomb went off 30 to 40 exactly. years before, which is exactly... Whereas when this came out, it was 40 years before when when yeah, Hirosh- they, Hiroshima happened. happened and so Nagasaki they just happened. like, this is going to be set in the future. Yeah. But, but it's going to be about now. About now. And so, yeah. So, like, I think I was missing all of that and I didn't understand that. On top of the types of little cultural things that get lost in translation when you go from Japanese to English with yeah. dubbing, with subtitling, mm-hmm. whatever way you want to watch I want to watch this just... Yeah. Is, I don't know what the... In Japanese? In Japanese with, with subtitles. The subtitles? Yeah, yeah. yeah. To mm-hmm. see, to see what... Mm-hmm. It'll, I feel like it'll mostly be... And Akira was one that was praised for like... It had a good translation for the most part. Like most of... You know, even the subtitles. It was, it was a step up at the, at yeah. the time. We were still a long way away from... Right. Neil Gaiman writing a script for Princess Mononoke for oh, really? Damn. Billy Bob Thornton and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Minnie yeah. Driver to you know what I mean like we're, do those voices uh, Christian Bale so yeah. the the voices the voice in in Akira mm-hmm. that I thought you might recognize oh, yeah. is that the I've voice of Haneda is the voice of Leonardo oh really in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that's hilarious cartoon oh. that's hilarious yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it definitely um, the voice we watched the 1988 English dub. Is, is the version yes. you watch because Which that was the, the one, one that I watched over a hundred times yeah. <laughs> yeah. on a VHS tape. Uh, yes, from the ages of, I, I don't know, 12 to 18, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and when I was younger, when the first time I saw it again, my mind was not in, in the same place it is today where I, where I think about these kinds of things critically. So I forgot how, on top of it being, it, it dealing with the bomb, I forgot how 
super political this story is. Like extremely it's political. extremely political. Mm-hmm. So I feel differently about it today, but I wanted to ask you, Sam, you've seen it 101 times now. Yes. Is there anything that you picked up on differently on this on this rewatch? It's now tw- it's the first time you've seen it in 2019, which is yep. when this which takes is, place. Which is yeah. the year. So yeah. it's happening around us right yeah. now. We're watching it's it all. It's basically CNN at this point. Earlier, yeah. my arm turned into a bunch of muscles in circuit boards. I know. I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to embarrass you. But uh, I couldn't control it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, there was something early on that I picked up on that I was surprised I'd never noticed before, mm. which is um, when Akira and his gang are detained in the in the gymnasium, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then afterwards he grabs Kay, mm-hmm. who is not quite a fully established character. He, he grabs her. He's like, hey, she's with us. Us. Could she come with us? And he's like, yeah, get out of here. And then he hits on Kay. Mm-hmm. And every time I watch it, I've been like, oh, Kane is just such a, a horn dog. Yeah. Like he just saw a cute girl and grabbed her. Or he had seen her previously that night, but he saw her again. I was like, oh, the cute girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, was, he, he was, but then this time I realized when he's being interrogating, interrogated, he's looking over the shoulder of the other guy who's going through a binder and he sees Kay's picture. <gasps> oh. And he realizes that Kay a is a person of interest. Person of interest. And she's oh, on her he way into to, the room. Oh, okay. Wow. And if she goes into that room, they'll that. know who she is and yeah. she'll get tortured, interrogated, you know, whatever. Like, only bad things will happen. So he realizes that wow. she's part of the rebellion and, that, and that's why he does that to save her, to make because, sure she doesn't go into that room. Because I forgot that this thing opens with Neo Tokyo, like, in the middle of some heavy revolution. Heavy There's riots. riots happening. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are people that are upset with the political leadership, like mm-hmm. all of this stuff that, um, they're just bringing the Olympics and, here just to thinking that'll solve everything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, uh, terrorist groups. Yes. They're, 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 they're what would be branded terrorist groups. And that's what K is a part of. And that's what Canada stumbles into. And it all dovetails wow. with the Akira project and where Tetsuo is headed and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Great. So at the beginning. Yeah. When Takeshi, the kid, when he's out on the streets, when he has that encounter with Tetsuo, it's because Kay's revolutionary group infiltrated and tried to get him out. Oh. They don't know what they're playing with. They don't know. They just yeah. know that the government is doing something secret and they're just trying to blow it wide open. crazy experiments on people exactly. and stuff. Yeah. They're trying to blow it, the doors open on that thing. But they don't really Dang. understand how big yeah. the shit can blow up. Yeah. 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 Or that it was the cause of the bomb. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, so, some people think so, because remember the, like, the religious Akira, groups on the streets? Yeah. Mm. But I, that's always like... Um, it's it's like a a, a Bush did nine eleven thing. Yes, yeah, like yeah. there are rumors that some Akira thing happened. It's some it's crazy huge power. Yeah, sect. and uh, but the government yeah. the government has keeping the the proof of it under wraps. But it's still like you know people. Jeez. It's still in the consciousness. Yeah, that's wild. So Sam, how do you feel about this film today? Yeah, overall how, thoughts. Like over like yeah. Overall thoughts. I, I it's, it's so hard for me to divorce. Yeah myself from it because yeah. of what a <laughs> you don't have influence to. it yeah. is. Yeah. You I, don't I mean, have to. Because yeah. I don't think that your opinion will be that far off of what mm-hmm. it actually right, is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I mean I there's and in terms of impact that it's had on me, it is mm-hmm. like Star Wars level impact for me. Wow. Like there's the, Star Wars would probably be the only one that comes close. I already feel more impacted by this than I did Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But especially at those formative years, you know, I was 12 a, years old dude, watching I was a, everyone die. A kid, a, a kid in suburban Minnesota. Like yeah. there's no know. movie this gnarly that I can think of. No, no live action movie. No, it's, it's yeah. pretty gnarly. And I had never seen 
I, I'd never seen, to my knowledge, a Japanese animated film before. Yeah. I didn't know what Akira was about. <laughs> mm-hmm. All I did is I saw a poster for Akira in my comic book store. Cool. And I was just like, this just looks cool. It was yeah. Like the font and the style. Yeah, that's so and cool. I had that that's how you figured it some, out. Some awareness. Like, if you had asked me what it was, I would have been like, yeah, it's from Japan, I guess, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't understand mm-hmm. what things were like over there for comics and, mm-hmm. and anime. And I didn't understand, like, you know, it, it just opened up such a door of awareness for me in things that I was interested in, in terms of comics and animation. Mm-hmm. But at that age, 12 or 13 years old, many people do risk getting burnt out on it as you grow up and you get other interests and maybe you leave it behind. Yeah. But this is exactly the kind of thing I needed to see to know. You won't oh, get burned out because this, go, this there's, is for everybody forever. There's just, there's just so yeah. much more. There's yeah. so yeah. much more out there. That's so just, cool. just even in other Because you watch something for like... You gotta like a eighteen years old to fully maybe grasp that oh, movie. Yeah, and even then, and and I hope you, you saw had it at twelve. The history, exactly. Of Japan. Like, you yeah, have to, you have, yeah, you have to know. <laughs> and, the, and the first time I watched it, I watched. They it should twice show in a row. this in history classes like, during I'm, like World War II se- oh, sections. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I I watched it, was blown away, rewound it, and watched mm-hmm. it all the way through again. Wow. Um, and then can for I ask? Just, can I ask about your? It's thirteen. You're in Minnesota. Minnesota grew up in, in suburban Minneapolis. Suburban. So your comic book store is pretty cool for Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. I, I, actually, it was pretty great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I, I have to ask about, like, what was the parental situation? Did they, Like, what's happening to where you can rent this? It's very interesting get because it? my parents are... Uh, it's not, also an animated movie. They're like, sure, watch the yeah. fucking cartoon. <laughs> I mean, I asked for it for Christmas. They gave it to me as a gift. So yeah. Because was, VHS tapes back then were like, I don't know, 60 bucks? Like, oh, it wasn't really? like buying Fuck. a Blu-ray yeah. at Best Buy for yeah. $9.99. Whoa. And also, they're hard to get... I had to hand my mom a catalog, and she had to order it mail. It's order. like getting a three oh D Blu Ray from uh, from from the, from UK? the UK now. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally what I do. But, yeah. but without the internet, and as a twelve exactly. year old, you know, wow. like that kind of um, thing. Send off so, mail orders. Uh, so I, you know, I don't know that they looked at it too closely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do remember watching it late at night all the time after the it whole is rest R. of my family. And not even in a secret way. I would stay yeah. up and watch whatever, yeah, David yeah, yeah. Letterman mm-hmm. or whatever, okay. SNL, you know. So, like, I was a night owl and I would watch things. And maybe once or twice they, like, looked in on it. But mm-hmm. I feel like I'm glad there my wasn't... parents, as, as much as I love it, I feel like they would have looked at, like, 10 seconds of Akira and been like, I can't even <laughs> process it. It just looks like a blur to the, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. I, that's probably I, who knows what I'm looking at. That's yeah. probably fine. I'm glad there wasn't. A, I was also uh, in, a, in a lot of just weird okay. shit that they didn't understand. They were not nerds. Great. They, they were not like the Star Trek parents mm-hmm. who were like, now yeah. we pass Star Trek and Doctor Who onto you. Like they weren't that you at all. You discovered yeah. all this for so yourself. Comics and everything. Sometimes I meet cool nerds and I'm like, what's your story? And they're like, well, my parents own a comic shop and I'm like, I hate yeah, you. Yeah, like, exactly. Not you're not real. <laughs> you, do, you don't know the struggle. You don't count. <laughs> fakies. Fakies. So I'm just glad there wasn't a... a, a like a, the a, most real are fakies. <laughs> yeah. So in, I mean, in Minnesota, your like, parents were never like, the what is this? I never, other things, but okay. never with Akira, really. Okay, cool. Um, and, and also, it would be like, you'd have to sit there. Mm-hmm. I just don't think my parents would ever like sit there and watch all of Akira. Exactly. They'd have the bits to walk that are, in. Like, really heavy and be mm-hmm. like, holy to get, shit. To get the context. Yeah, they'd have um, to walk in right when the girl's getting her shirt ripped for that tiny brief nudity that's like the, why the it's rated R. Brief. Or and even at or that point, like, I feel like, yeah. I mean, my that's around the age when my dad would start like, Taking me to like rated R movies. And they bought yeah. you in rated R movies, so they know there's going to be <laughs> something was, in I it. It was unrated yeah. at that point. Because yeah. now it's R. That's how, now it's R, that's but it was unrated. Of, like, that's how off of the grid it was. 
Yeah. You know, it was Off like, the grid. it's so crazy. So yeah. In suburban Minnesota, yeah. when I didn't have a driver's license or friends to come pick me up, uh, often, you know, you just sit at home on the weekends and I would, uh, I'd watch Akira like that's so cool. Two or three times in a weekend. So your takeaway right now is if you, if there's any way you can separate <clears throat> your life and your, and your influence, influence being in being influenced by this, you still believe that the film is like solid. Do you have any problems with Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, I do feel like it's, it's an incredible film. It's an incredible achievement, especially for the first time director, yeah. um, especially uh, who wasn't an animator. Yeah. Was, wasn't an animator. No, yeah. no, no, no. Made it I mean, obviously manga I worked with incredible, an incredible team of yes. animators and yes. so on and so forth. Not yeah. to value that, but he co-wrote the screenplay and he had complete wow. uh, creative discretion apparently. And uh, even that was the the most expensive anime of all time, which for them was not peanuts. They're mm-hmm. used to putting a lot of money into anime, mm-hmm. um, and I I really do think it holds up. I think um, mm-hmm. there's a lot about the plot or the explanations yes. of what the power is. That yes. they kinda, there's a lot of hand waving of that. But even as a kid, I knew that like this doesn't fully add up. In fact, mm-hmm. there was one time where I was like, fuck it. There are passages where they describe what's going on, right? Like mm-hmm. when they're in the jail cell. Mm-hmm. But it all, it all happens so fast, and it's kind of elliptical, you know? I dragged my Macintosh downstairs <gasps> to in front of the TV. But back then, it was like back a in the CRT day, monitor. You, to, like, you didn't a have a TV in your room. Mm-hmm. You had to, didn't have a laptop. Exactly. It wasn't a laptop. Two screens in one room? Get the fuck out of here. What, that what, was crazy. What were you doing? And you were set it up on the floor. What did you because do? I, I, I transcribed the parts that I thought were significant, because I was like, I'm going to read this into, and like... The, untangle wow. this and see what all the references and there's just nothing there there's nothing there <laughs> if you read the manga <laughs> there's you, you start to there. understand it okay, more yeah. and you understand that they're just like this is so big mm-hmm. first time director first time it's uh, a truncated but, but, version but also it was way like, too dense to get see, yeah, everything exactly. in there and explain everything yeah. but you see the shit that's going on on the screen mm-hmm. if you were like I don't know one of the executives of the studio or whatever you'd mm-hmm. be like you're like, should we work on that bit in the prison where they talk for two seconds? Be like, it's like, well, no. we're about to do the thing where everything explodes. And exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, no, the parts where things exploding and shooting each other with like space lasers. Like that's, 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 that's the cool. Shit. That's, mm-hmm. the movie. that's cool. We don't yeah, have space yeah, yeah. lasers. They got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now it's 2019. Oh, we're on our uh, way. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. We're so I, I, I still yeah. love this movie and I said, well, you guys Great. tell me, what, what do you think? How is it? Uh, here's what I think. I feel like I so much more appreciate the story and the plot mm-hmm. and things that I was actually able to understand and knowing that even if I don't have all of the context of this team of incredible Japanese artists living in Japan in the mid to late 80s putting their feelings and their life into this art even if I don't know all of that context I still know there's context there mm-hmm. and this is a Japanese story from Japanese storytellers about Japan about yes. what it is to be Japanese about the, the soul of about Japan the about soul. the soul and the state of the country the state of the country mm-hmm. good and bad at one point, like, the guy's like, they've lost their pride since whatever, yeah. and they never got it back. And and that was like, was that like a critique of of military thinking, or was that like, this is we agree with this is this character's a hero? Like, what's happening to? It's so interesting. I made an observation. It basically just means like we've lost them. Yeah, I we've made lost a, the people. I made an observation as we we're watching it. Everything is like this crazy, uh, dystopian disgusting slum like there's there's like just dirt and paint and stuff everywhere like it's really really dirty in i would the, like in to the, say the, this list came out in 2008 and so yeah. in huge letters on the page it says fallout boy yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the title of the After future 2008 they were like oh, exactly fucking crushed it yeah <laughs> 
print it, bro. Awesome. <laughs> this is move, it. Move on to Lawrence of Arabia. Like, like, do we have it. to do the rest of this <laughs> yeah. list? No. no. <laughs> so with everything being like gross and really the detail is phenomenal, I remembered, I'm like, wait, Japan prides itself in being a very clean country for the most part. And it's about like pride too. Like people, when they're in elementary school, learn about cleaning up after yourself as, as you know, which is a completely different way of thinking than the United States and its sort of history. And you can see some of that if you watch uh, Mad Men, they'll go to the park and just throw away yeah. trash in, in mm-hmm. the 60s in mm-hmm. the park. And it took like decades of like, you know, when we were growing up, it was recycle, reduce, reuse, and mm-hmm. close the loop. Like there had to be whole campaigns about <laughs> Captain Planet and trying to make the earth better. And yeah. these are things that Japan... And I, it worked. And it, I mean, it worked. I recycle. I like yeah. it. It didn't. Everything's fine. We're yeah, so We're fucked. doing but great. I wondered if that was a... If that was a critique to where Japan was at the time, or if that was like, hey, if we don't pick up the pace a little bit, we're going to be like this in 2019. Those kinds of questions I'm interested in. What's your guess? I have a guess. I'm projecting a lot here. Mm -hmm. But I do know that Otomo uh, fancied himself a hippie Mm -hmm. back in the day. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think maybe that that crested a little bit later in Japan, perhaps. But in the 70s, he fancied himself a hippie. And you can see that in some of his early manga. He's a huge fan of rock and roll, especially 70s rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think in that era there were protests similar 60s, Mm. 70s, maybe Mm -hmm. similar to what was happening in France at the time, student-led protests at the time. In Japan. That he was involved with, probably not in a a major way. uh, um, And so I feel like this represented a huge break from him stylistically because there's not a shred of hippie in this movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there is the influence of the, of the student protests. And I feel like a critique of how Japan has rebuilt itself, mm. especially you think about the eighties when Japan was booming and, you know, making a lot of uh, cameras and cars and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and the amassing of wealth. And maybe he saw that as being shallow or hollow. Mm. We re- we rebuilt a country after the war. And what did we build? We built this, capitalist paradise yeah. has, and and I feel like maybe he's taking that starting point and extrapolating it to 20, 2019 mm-hmm. yeah. and being like this is where we're going to end up yeah. so if it, we don't so maybe the trash and the grime and the clutter is a critique on you know the soul of the civilization yeah. they're building that capitalist exactly. idea that's crazy so my overall thoughts are like it's absolutely oh that's not important it's a okay. dumb pop up thing I got scared uh, I yeah. stopped uh, this, this I, thought, I, I thought I was texting Hector. Yeah. <laughs> Bling. Uh, it's almost hey, over. Hey, this is fun. <laughs> yeah. Am I doing good? Can I go home? <laughs> Hang on. Let me text him back. Great job. Keep it up. Can I go home? Uh, oh, I just got a cool text. <laughs> so I, uh, I think that it's a phenomenally made film. I think that um, I still have difficulty connecting to the characters yes. and the mm-hmm. story, that, that emotional connection. But that's fine. I think that it's um, what I'm really interested in also is other things that were influenced by Akira. Mm, mm-hmm. I find that I have, in the same way that like the original Blade Runner, it's great. It's not my favorite movie. I don't think it's particularly fantastic for kind of the same reasons of like couldn't necessarily connect to things emotionally. I love I know, the way it looks and I love yeah, the way it sounds. Yeah. I know a lot of people, same. I know a lot of people that, that, that can connect to it, but then I'm, I, for me, it's like, it's dumb, but it's what I grew up with. I connect to Batman <clears throat> beyond, which is obviously influenced sure. by Akira, cyberpunk, Blade Runner. And for me, I'm like, well, there's my emotional connection and I can live in that world. So, um, I don't think it's something that I will, 
be as much of a fan of as Sam or people that it was that formative thing. Cause I do always feel like an outsider looking in. I watched it in my early twenties, didn't quite get it, see it now. And I'm like, okay, I get more of it, but it's still not mm-hmm. for me. And that's great. Mm-hmm. But I will always, uh, under, like I will always respect the influence it had on everything else. And it's so crazy to watch still yeah. to this day. It's mind blowingly like, Constantly mind blowing. The animation yeah. is mind blowing. The, the I clapped when Tetsuo was like freaking out in the hallway, and the hallway like goes into that spherical like destruction. Yeah, which yeah. like the Terminator just showed up. Yeah, it's so goddamn <laughs> cool. It's some of the coolest shit you'll ever see. So those are kind of my overall thoughts. Where I still am like, it hasn't found its way into my heart, but in my brain, I know the cure is the shit. This is awesome, mm-hmm. and it will be influencing people for decades. Keller, first time you've ever seen it. Yes, yes. And we watched it with Chelsea and multiple times she was like oh my god like I, I, yeah I, I love the reactions on yeah. the side of the couch oh my god oh my like, god oh because oh, you know these are things I've seen over and over again I love seeing yeah. the power of it yeah on, there's on so the much power yeah just because you never know what like like the part when everything starts to build the teddy bear and yes. then when it builds the car you're like <laughs> what the fuck is that and then it's like is that a teddy bear? Yeah. And you're like, that's a giant teddy and then bear. The liquid comes and it's out. still so disgusting and scary. And it's liquid. And, it and you're like, teeth. what is that liquid? And, and then, all of a sudden there's teeth coming yeah. out of its arm. And then yeah. Tetsuo's like, milk. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Exactly. Yeah. This yeah. movie is fucking insane. <laughs> like I said, I would put it on and listen to the score yeah. over it in yeah. the background. You can buy the score mm-hmm. and it's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will it's, do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The score is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like you said during the very end, Whenever the, mm-hmm. I don't know when the little children, the organ, show up. the organ, or oh, the organ, the creepiest, yeah. the organ instrument. as the apocalypse happens, <laughs> yeah, is yeah. so intense. This, yeah. um, uh, man, I don't even know how to describe how I feel about this movie. Yeah, I will see this again mm-hmm. down the line. <laughs> yeah, uh, take a breather. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Take a minute. And but it was so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And I do have like issues with it just in the way that some people react. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. And, and you know what he's, I think that is? It's like, like when he's hitting on her or whatever. And then yeah. he's all like, they're always kind of like, For sure. what's his name again? I just forgot his Kaneda? name. Kaneda. Kaneda. Yeah. Kaneda's kind of a dick throughout mm-hmm. the whole he's thing. He's kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's part of the story. That's mm-hmm. part. It's not, it's all of these things that we're not used to seeing because we've been raised on. American film language. There's no hero and, in this movie. Yes, and, and there's also just no five act structure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. All of the mm-hmm. stuff that we're subconsciously, especially since you said this is halfway through the manga. Yeah. 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 We're all we're all used to this subconsciously. We're all used to superhero type stories. Mm-hmm. If characters get powers, you know, we know what it what good versus evil is. What it always turns into. And the end of this, it's not that. It's Tetsuo, who is this tragic figure, but he's doing evil things. And Kaneda, who's a dick the whole time, is like trying to stop slash save him you're like you know like he's still shooting at him but then at the end he's like when when Tetsuo's crying and freaking out because he's being absorbed into the bomb or whatever and Kaneda's like trying to like help like mm-hmm. it's complex it's not simple and it does yeah T- Tetsuo and Kaneda are in this huge fight where they're shooting each other lasers and yeah. stuff and then the the satellite tries to shoot them and Tetsuo saves Kaneda yeah it's one of those like I can beat up on my brother but you cannot yeah, 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 yeah. that is what that's like that mm-hmm. is what that's like so like yeah, dude, it's powerful. Um, and I, just to, to, to piggyback off of your point, Keller, and then I'll let you get back to talking about it if you I don't can. Is like fuck to say. You were talking. You were talking about. <laughs> you were saying you have some issues with certain stuff. I think it's two things. Number one, 
stuff that's lost in translation. Like we will yeah. never have this sort of unless we learn Japanese to have that pure like, oh, OK, this is what the story actually officially 100 percent is. Even things I was or, noticing. Or you can read the manga. Right. Mm-hmm. The yeah. manga mm-hmm. fills in a lot of those gaps. Yeah. There we go. There it. we go. Even mm-hmm. still the issue of like, I am totally okay with this never being a thing anymore where dubs try to match up lip flaps from Japanese. Right. Like, I'm, yeah. like, I'm just, like, just, just get the gist. I'm like, just give me the line. I yeah. know that it's never going to match. Don't try to make it match perfectly just because it'll like trying to trick me. Like I know they did that a couple of times. Like yeah. one person like paused in the middle of their yeah. two word sentence. Yeah. yeah. Just to finish their line when the mouth opened again. I, was there, like, I mean, there's a lot of nonsense in the movie. Sure. Yeah. Like, uh, sure. uh, just when my coils reaching the green line, it's like, yeah. Second thing. What tough guy says that either? Yeah. Second thing is like the tran- my coils. Tran- <laughs> translation Where's aside. your coil region now? Oh, right now it's about orange. Yeah. Okay. It's the orange line. I'm once, at purple. God damn. Once it yeah. gets to green, watch out because <laughs> what happens? We, we drive fast. I turn into a nuclear bomb. Good That's or right. it's better? Yeah. Uh, I also thing. think that there will always just be cultural differences <clears throat> yeah. to the way that Japanese people speak, relate to one another, uh, the way that they interact, the different genders, the different power structures, different dynamics, all of that stuff that is cultural to Japan that we will never have that frame of reference. So things might be a little off and we're like, that's kind of weird. And so even in their storytelling, I think there's certain like certain times where I was like, wait, that scene wasn't done. And then we go to yeah. another scene, but then when we came back, I was like, oh, okay, I see what they did. It's because yeah, yeah. this is like a reveal. Also, Got something it. else super cool that we talked about is when sound cuts out. Dude, yeah. it's the best. Mm-hmm. All the shots when sound cuts out yeah. is such the, a the, super effective use of that in yeah, this movie. The little psychic children that were so light and there's a kind of yep. float. Then mm-hmm. when they touch a thing and then they walk, there's no sound when they touch. And it's like, yeah. when he's yeah. destroying the, the satellite in space and there's yes. no audio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That shit is uh, awesome. And we, we should say this this is a movie that was made in 1988 and uh, bears some of the insensitivities sure. of being that, made. Oh, yeah. That's this, what I was going to say. This could not fail the Bechtel test yeah. any harder. It's, <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. It's a hard F. We're well, in Japan. I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, there's basically a, a, a bunch of floozies, and then there's yeah. Kay, who's basically a puppet for the psychics with the real powers, mm-hmm. and that, that's kind of about it. For sure. Yeah, yeah it's, I think it's a dude-heavy story. Yeah. For sure. It um, really is. Much so, in this way Blade Runner is. So, Keller, overall, yeah. what overall would you think? Sum it up. Um, overall, I think this movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. I understand why people love it. Mm-hmm. If I saw it when I was 12 years old, uh, I'd be dead. Yeah. I wouldn't be here <laughs> to tell the tale. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it should be way higher on this list. Yeah. Top 250. Yeah, at least. At, at least. least. Maybe top 100, because this movie is fucking It's unlike nuts. any other movie. It for really, sure. really, really for sure. is. To me, it feels like it might be similar to... Um, because it is so influential, we're watching it and we're like, okay, it's almost cliche now what is in this film because it has so been... So much of it. So much of it so has been borrowed, it. lifted, mm-hmm. stolen, and put into other sci-fi, cyberpunk stuff. Like there's cool motorcycles in everything. Yeah. Though, because this yeah. yeah. And even the effect of like the motorcycles driving away and then the light trail following it, I'm mm-hmm. like, I feel like Akira invented that. Oh my God. You see that all the time. And you Fast see and Furious constantly. Every, everything, <laughs> yeah. Everything, yeah. And, so. uh... Uh, even just in a, in comic book styles, mm-hmm. um, you see the influence of Akira uh, in most of the image creators. Mm. The speed lines, not just Akira, but also like Lone Wolf and Cub and some others yeah. that are being translated at the time, but Akira was the big one. Uh, for, for image comics of the early 90s, which for, was like for Jim, Jim Lee, Lee, Rob, Rob Liefeld, Liefeld, Liefeld. Um, Mark Silvestri, Eric Larson. Eric Larson. Yeah. 
Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can you can see the influence, and then of course they all gathered together from Marvel Comics, and they created Image Comics, and that mm-hmm. transformed the whole creative landscape of yeah. the comic book industry. And that yeah. was partially fueled by the influence of manga. So I want to talk about this because watching this movie and hearing you describe the manga and the sort of second half of it, mm-hmm. I now really want to see in my lifetime Akira 2, which just finishes the manga. Right. I don't know if it will ever right. happen, but how fucking I rad it would it be? could happen. If, I mean, if, there's some incredible shit in there the is. second half. Yeah, sure. I, like, if this is the first half, then there are three more yeah. volumes after and, another and, and also that's bomb. super compressed. Like, there's mm-hmm. stuff in the first three. Oh, yeah. That, you know, it just doesn't make the cut. the way anything happens. It's, yeah. Especially, like, I, I won't spoil it, but it, it's incredibly talking about heart, and where's the heart in the movie? Mm-hmm. There's the, the thing that triggers Tetsuo to go supernova mm-hmm. is crazy emotional. Really? Mm. So emotional. Yeah. And, and we saw a little bit of that in the movie because we saw little flashes of his childhood. Is that what you're referring to? Uh, there's more of that. Okay. You connect more their I like history that. and how they were together and how they're at the end. Yeah. yeah. And, but, She's the only one I think who, her and Kay didn't sound like they were from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also like the, 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 the scene in the story where we saw the children being experimented on. That is all, like. You get more of the backstory, yeah. more of the mm-hmm. history, the. the the history of the school for gifted youngsters, mm-hmm. apparently. They should you know, be a like, TV show. They should do Akira 2 as a Netflix eight-part manga or animated like thing. That would be... You know you, you know, you know the, the controversy over this. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Well, just in terms of they've been trying to make a live-action version of this. Yes. Yeah, so no, they need to do Akira 2 first, mm-hmm. animate it, mm-hmm. and then someone needs to just do three Akira movies. Wow. Uh, trilogy, like James Cameron <laughs> like can produce action. it, uh-huh. just because he'll be like, "Oh, that looks cool," and then but get someone who can actually direct to make it. I am really conflicted on this because no Ridley Scott. I love big budget, crazy sci fi movies. I don't know how the fuck exactly. They do it. I don't think that um, uh, here's here's a crazy thing. The reason I want them to just do an Akira two animated thing that just finishes the manga and have incredible animators that are alive and working today, and they would they would kill to work on that. Obviously, and that's for what them I'm to saying. Put, the Netflix series yeah, should be yeah, and the put, animated eight put episode, whatever the equivalent budget was in 1988 today. Do that again today, right? If it's ten million dollars, mm-hmm. if it's fifty million, mm-hmm. do however much it is to put it into a project where it feels like it is up to the same level of quality. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as Akira, and it could, the original, it could be better. And it could, now. it could, it could. The, just because the way it would oh, look, it would, would just. Be, I, I mean, yeah. yeah, The difference between the two, but, but not hand, but not CG, but like hand no, drawn. Yeah, you right. still, still do the still same style, animated. but just like yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. Animation techniques would yeah. be incredible. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal about a live action film. As soon as I had people telling me about its Japanese context, I think it was around the same time that like. Leonardo DiCaprio was attached mm-hmm. to to be in a live action Akira. And what the, Ma- and the many people was, have been attached many, over many, years. only because many of the shape of his head and haircut. <laughs> <laughs> so many people have been attached: directors, writers, actors. And then I heard that they were going to change the setting from Tokyo to Manhattan. Fuck off forever. <laughs> Fuck off forever. <laughs> Fuck off forever. Mm-hmm. Fuck off forever. That's when I was like, "This is the thing where um, an you American movie that. studio." And you doing, know Taika Waititi is, would not is do doing that. no research. Yes, and then I heard another version was like in a compromise. They were going to have it be a Jap, Jap, Jap like a Japan owned Manhattan that was called um, New Tokyo instead oh, of that's New York. Just so good. kind of the Which way is, they did Blade Runner. It is. Thank you. It's gross. So gross. It, it is gross. gross because the idea that Japan 
What's the city what, in uh, Big Hero 6? Uh, San Francisco. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cute. That's fine. Whatever. Like, if Right. That, that, mm-hmm. Right in Big Hero 6, because Big Hero 6 yeah. is not trying to do Akira. Exactly true. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that, that, that Japanese storytellers could live through what happens after World War II and then get to a point where 60s, 70s, 80s, they come out with Akira, and that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. To, to think How that an old American... Was when he made this? Great question. 20s, I 30s? Know. I don't know. I, I would say he was probably in his 20s, What from what little I know about his career. I think mm-hmm. he was probably in his 20s in the 70s, so maybe he was mid-30s. 30s in the 80s. In the 80s, Keller's yeah. looking it up now, but I, like, I'm so glad you said the word gross, Sam, because to think about an American movie, big-budget movie studio... Taking such a, that such story, a stereotype. It is what Japan is in relation to America. Absolutely, yeah. taking it and being like, well, it's going to star Leonardo DiCaprio. It's going to be in English. It's going to be set in New York. It's like, what the fuck are you thinking? He it's was so born fifty four. He's born in fifty four. But so I just mean 30, like 32, nine years 30. after. Yeah, yeah. So so fifty four. So the manga I believe started in eighty four. Yeah. So he's thirty when the manga started. So yeah, and then, and then 80s, just old enough to be pissed. <clears throat> 86 yeah. or yeah exactly just, I mean just old enough really to grow out of his hippie phase like be grow like a, out of the protests uh, are not going to change the world mm-hmm. the, the money he's old w- enough to be smart about being pissed yeah yeah mm-hmm. another rumor I've heard is that Justin Lin who directed uh, mm. f- uh, f- I think f- Fast and Furious like three mm-hmm. three through uh, six seven seven oh, was just kidding. James Wan and then um, I think F. Gary Gray did eight but like he also went and did Star Trek Beyond Justin yeah. Lin. Who did Aquaman? Uh, James Wan. James Wan. Okay. So I, uh, the rumor was that Justin Lin is attached to direct, and he is an Ameri- he's an Asian American filmmaker, director. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way that I would be okay with a live action like remake of this or, or version of this, if it is literally all Japanese actors set in Japan speaking Japanese. And just have ja- like just have Japanese actors play it, yeah. Uh, and then have the budgets and the effects of like Western movie making machine, you know, mm-hmm. that adds right. to that. That like I don't even want to see to put the money into it. I don't like, even want those actors. Would, yeah, I think it might kill. It would. Like, it, it would. would it would. But it would be because Blade Runner twenty forty nine didn't like do great. Sure, but I think this might even be different. Like on Ali- a worldwide how, how level. Did, how did Alita Battle Angel do? Alita Belita Angel. Alita Belita Angel. The, the point <laughs> is, is that like Amelia Bedelia Angel. Amelia Bedelia if Angel. They, <laughs> if they did that and took, even if they were English speaking Japanese actors in like you know, we're saying this story takes place in Tokyo and filmed this movie and they're speaking English, I would still be like, this is a betrayal. They need to be speaking right. Japanese and you mm-hmm. subtitle this for me. Like, it just needs to be a full-on foreign film. I, I, it I, does. I think uh, a full-on just Japanese live-action film, yeah. uh, a, a Japanese studio could make it. Yeah. I, I, but, I mean, first of all, like, I'm so close to it that my gut mm-hmm. reaction is just don't touch it. Just don't do it. But yeah. I am realistic enough to say that's going, probably going to happen or they're going to try over and over again to make mm-hmm. it happen and nothing's really going to stop them. Um, so I, I, I think that's a good way to go. Have yeah. you pondered a dream scenario? I have pondered a possible scenario. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's something possible to be said about not adopting this story mm. with all the iconography and all the plot that relates directly to... It coming from a, a Japanese creator talking about Japan mm-hmm. uh, and this, this, that stage in Japan's history and the war and the mm-hmm. bombs and everything like that. But another story? I think it's possible to take a story of kids with Akira-type powers mm-hmm. and set it 
anywhere in the world. You can set mm. it anywhere in the world. Okay. And then it's part if of the, you are ambitious, the, the you could shared universe. Yeah. And not even just an alternate timeline. What, yeah. if, what if it's like Marvel yeah. comics? What if, yeah. What, what if, it wasn't Akira. That what feels if, what so appropriation though. It, it, I know. It can. That's it's, the trick. That's yeah, exactly. The, the tricky thing is what, like, what you would have to do is you'd have to have a very. But then again, am, they probably have done who, this a hundred times in and, movies. And, and they yeah. they have had some very talented people attached to this. Yeah. Some people who are very smart who like Taika, who I yes. guess he knows about cultural appropriation. Yes. He and would I have think thought about he would have been incredibly smart about it. Specifically, yeah. exactly. so, specifically Taika Waititi has said he would not do whitewash casting where he's having white actors play these characters. Like oh, that's yeah. something yeah, that yeah. he has even come out and said apparently, but it's just like to do anything where I, I like that idea, Sam, but I think that the, the worry would be that, that Japan should have the first live action one first. Agreed. Right. And then it's like, Agreed. okay, now here's France's version. We can, yeah. Now here's, we can do a remake. Sure. Right. Do that. If you want, here's India's version. Right. Or, or, or even just something that takes the core concept, and makes a mm-hmm. different movie out of it, which we have seen Chronicle is that, it's, I you mean, know? people have gone for it. Yeah, people for sure. Have people for have gone it. for yep. it, and they've lifted some of those same yep. ideas and stuff. But, but you're right. I, I man, struggle to come dude. even close to an idea that I feel like would be okay. Yes, I listen, feel like I, I doesn't quite do it. I love mm-hmm. stuff. I love a lot of stuff from Japan. Uh, I think that there's there's like international and sort of, you know for the most part, politically free versions of things like Pokemon that you can do, mm-hmm. of things like Dragon Ball Z, which is not super deep. It's pretty shallow, but I love it. And mm-hmm. I think that there's like a there's a version of doing Dragon Ball Z where it has like a multinational, very beautifully diverse mm-hmm. cast, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, I can't get to that with Akira. I'm like, no, it, it's it all, it's, 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 it's Japan. Exactly. It's Tokyo. It's inherent. There, there's yes. almost... You would have to strip away so much of it that that is Akira mm-hmm. that you'd be left with just like a very small core concept of mm-hmm. what the powers are like, essentially. Right, and right, then, right. And then everything else you'd have to invent out of whole cloth. But even still, you're taking what's almost a foundational fable mm-hmm. of a culture mm-hmm. and you're stripping all the relevance away like from it. Exactly. Yeah. Like you yeah, said, gross. Exactly. Like you said, it's gross. And, yeah, and it's, yeah. and but, it's, but it's like once you're there, once you're like, this is the only way you could do it, then you're like, then why would we do it? Exactly. Why would we do this? Don't do it unless right. you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to do it. It's different too from like, speaking of Dragon Ball Z, that's based off of Chinese folklore and myth yep. with the Monkey King. Mm-hmm. That's it's. But, the, but there's nothing attached to the Monkey King, as far as I know, that is also related to a horrific human tragedy there's also so, that aspect so yeah, you that can't, we're not just thing. talking about yeah. a story that relates to japan cult, now cultural identity. we're talking about history a story that relates to a an event a, a, a huge massacre of yes an incredible and the aftermath and the, the aftermath that, yeah the united states was responsible for that the yeah. so for them, so for them so to make that's, a that's fucking the movie. other thing is that Here's what yeah. America needs to, to do. They need to give them all the no, money to make it right. they're not going to grapple right. with. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. They're not going to exactly. grapple with America's role in yes. Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I mean, totally. yeah, nobody. You can barely even mention it yes. in our culture. Yes, you know? so it's it's, like, it's not. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. They <clears> not a Japanese American filmmaker like made it and like like here here's your fuck you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be all it's, for and, that. And I would be all for because I think that cuz even with like Godzilla, which is another Japanese cultural like figure. Is right. he's like a, he, this character is means a lot more to Japan mm-hmm. obviously than yeah. to US audiences or whatever. I still like things about 
Western storytelling that because I'm used to them. Mm-hmm. I still preferred certain things with like the newer Godzilla movie that were in that, even though I didn't love that movie overall, the mm-hmm. Gareth Edwards 2014 yep. film versus like Shin Godzilla, which I oh. is as I think the best Godzilla film ever. Incredible! It's such a good movie. It. It's, oh my god! It's from Japan. It's from Toho, and it's, it's and, directed by the guy who directed all of Evangelion. And the other thing that's important about Godzilla... Which is a great anime. Okay. <laughs> Should he do the Thank new you. Akira? I saw the... I mean, maybe. But like, but just a quick history lesson, obviously, for Godzilla, you know, comes out in 54 or 53 or whatever, 55, like, is an obvious reference to Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Oh, yeah. Like, the original yes. Godzilla atomic bomb testing yes. awakens the monster. Bubble. The Shin Godzilla City-wide was... Destruction, I mean. was I needed to have this explained to me, but once I did, I went, oh, this film works on an incredible oh, level. The, the, the bureaucracy? Yes. yes. It is the, the bureaucracy of when the uh, tsunami hit and how... And this even yeah. hits on that. It does, the bureaucracy yeah. being ineffective. Mm-hmm. So all of those things, like, like what I... Even though what I'm trying to say is like Shin Godzilla versus an American Godzilla, I still like certain things in, in American like storytelling that I'm like, I think that could that could possibly improve certain parts of... Shin Godzilla, if something like that were to try to be marketed worldwide, Shin Godzilla was for Japan. Mm-hmm. It, just, it, it just found its way over here, and people are like seeing it, and they're like, "This is rad." So, if there were ever to be an Akira where they're like, "Japan's going to make," that's happening it. way more often now, though. Like what? movies are hitting yeah. it big over here, like I mean, The yeah. Raid yes. and like no, Train sure. to Busan and like yeah. those movies. Here, like here's that. the other thing you bring up: yeah, the Gareth Edwards Godzilla, right? Which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking more broadly than that, uh, so. There's almost no way to do America or an American Akira without being gross. Mm-hmm. On top of that, mm-hmm. American filmmakers are not have not yet done a good job of coping or relating to or reflecting 9-11. Mm. We're still living in the shadow mm. of that. Yeah. And it feels like I, I, completely naturally, not a, a huge criticism, you know, yes. that's yeah. completely yes. understandable, but like yes. have, have we hit upon a movie like Akira? No, of course, but Akira took place 40 years later, so yeah. I feel like America is in a space of turmoil where... Yeah. We're still dealing with the 20-year war that came from that. E- so Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're still exactly. in the middle of that. So we're and, and right now, the, the biggest indicator of September 11th influencing uh, film and popular culture is superhero movies. Vice. They're all... It's the movie Vice. <laughs> they're all... But, like, people don't think that they're political, but Iron Man, even up to, oh, to so Captain good. Marvel, they have things that are uh, responses to 9-11 and how the U.S. sees itself and its policy and all of that stuff that's all in there. It's just not... It's not what those films are about, but they're in there. Right. So like Akira's, the Sokovia Accords and all that. Right. Shit. Akira, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it's from Civil War and it's mm-hmm. from the comic books and what Marvel was doing and when they had Captain America die and all that stuff. It's all in there. It's just not what those stories are always about. About Akira's straight up about that. Like yeah. It's about the bombs. It's about... so. So, yeah, the thought of any American or white filmmaker tackling or just not a Japanese filmmaker, like, it's it can be so so tricky, man. That's so tricky. Tr- tricky is a word for it. But not to say that an American movie studio, if, if this ever happened, it would be mind-blowing, but found a way to support Japanese filmmakers and, and actors and storytellers or doing the movie. Or just a Right. And just then, like, the money into into give them all the money. Uh, helping to, yeah. like, distribute it. And having that American movie studio power of like advertising it and marketing it and all that stuff, I'm like, I'm like that's fine. Especially with the way that even American movie studios are like, how how will this play in China? Yeah, let's do some, some things to make yeah. this great for Chinese audiences, yeah. which is 
mo- most of the time pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it yeah. is. I, I so agree. why not make a movie in Japan with that kind of eye towards America? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. And it's and it, it for a lot of the times it comes down to you know bottom dollar for them if, yeah. for, for why they're going to go to certain territories and countries and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there are Chinese movie fans, and they don't even huge. have to shoot it in Japan. Yeah, as long as it's it takes place in yeah. Neo Tokyo or whatever. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what are, that's, are, yeah. are there? Do you, do you think there's a lot of tax incentives for filming in Neo Tokyo? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a good point. I think yeah. I bet you can get like an old Tokyo. Yeah, <laughs> in the old city. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. crater. Yeah, uh-huh. the crater. You can. Yeah. Pretty it's, cheap. it's almost as cheap as filming in Vancouver. Almost. Almost. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. They just don't have electricity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about the Olympics happening next year. As well. I know. Nice. So isn't we, isn't that wild? It's very. I mean, wild. That fucking blew my mind. It's when, so cool when they confirmed Tokyo for twenty twenty for twenty twenty because in, and are in they, the movie are they building a stadium right now in Tokyo? To they like, must be. I'm, they I'm not, always I'm not do. Aware, oh, wow. But yeah, I would no. They have to. Build they build a stadium. Like we're starting shit. ours for when yeah. it's going to come here. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. In Los Angeles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so nuts. Yeah. I, we were saying the opening ceremony should just be. People dressed as uh, Kaneda and Tatuo, like fighting with like, yeah, like yeah. A laser Opening light ceremony, show. just but, like but with a like full a dance number. Or, no, yeah, 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 full orchestra. Yeah, but uh, where do I go? I don't Any think of it matters. There we go. <laughs> Here I'm back. Did you miss me? Full orchestra. So it, 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 it light show. Be a dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be like the I organ mean, honestly, music. Did like you see pyrotechnics? Yeah. Man, did you I see the it. video? I'm sure you did. If you remember the video of uh, the end of the previous Olympics, I forget where it was, but it was like a teaser. It was like a post credit sequence for the twenty twenty. It was the closing ceremony, so it was like, here's a bit about Tokyo. Looking forward to Tokyo. Oh, that's did cool. You, it was all like Super Mario themed. There's Super Mario animations. Oh shit! And, and I didn't Pokemon. see that at all. I, I believe it was. The prime minister of Japan, or it may have just been like the mayor of Tokyo, came out on stage dressed as Super Mario. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. So they are they thus far are completely leaning into like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, pop culture, manga, anime, video Wait, games. It's yeah. going to be this, in this Italy. Is, this yeah. is where we are the best in the world. This yeah. is where we are the best. This is yeah. our identity. This is who we Dang. are. So I love that. In a Kira reference, could happen. Not out of the question. <laughs> it's not out of the question. I mean, and I hope that the opening ceremony is that. Oh, maybe it's London because you remember the London opening ceremony with Daniel Craig as James Bond. Really? <laughs> I don't watch the Olympics. Oh my god! No, Did that it, really happened. Yeah, you can you can watch it on YouTube. It's amazing because um, the Skyfall. Uh, Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle directed it. Oh my oh, really? god! Oh really? That's super this cool. Is, this is what who they was going to direct the next 007. Is yeah. that they're like who is our. It, in mm-hmm. in the year 2016, who is our guy? Mm-hmm. Danny Boyle, one of the greatest working British directors, mm-hmm. so we're, filmmakers. So let's make Sun something Millionaire very cool. Wow. Exactly, let's make something very cool, very British. So they made a segment about James Bond, played by Daniel Craig. Does he walk out escort, and do the gun? He comes out and he escorts the Queen. It's a it's a video. It's a film. He escorts the Queen. And it's a whole segment of him guarding the Queen, going to the ceremonies or something. That's I, I, so I that's cool. very cool. But it's, it's just like Dude. very. And then they did. Uh, and then Danny Boyle's like, okay, so who represents like British music? And they got mm-hmm. Underworld and Blur involved. And Damn, had, you know all this. Like, okay, what's it going to be when it's in Los Angeles? We got to get Chris Evans dressing up like Captain America. <laughs> yes, <laughs> to uh, he's got to like block something. Honestly, with shield. it's yeah. probably going to be some dumb shit. It's probably gonna be, like Green Room theme or uh, a Green Book theme. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know, like, I wish it was Green Room. Theme. Green Room theme. <laughs> so all the Olympics are going to take place in this tiny venue, and they're going to kill a bunch of white supremacists. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I like. Where this is going, <laughs> me yeah. too. That's awesome. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's probably not going to be the cool version that we want. It's I know it won't. Just Damn. Some dumb watered down. Yeah. Cool. 
Yeah, we don't have anything. We have, we've got superhero movies. We've got it. I mean, we've got some of the coolest stuff in global pop culture for sure. Mm -hmm. Ever heard of it? What jazz? Oh yeah, Ryan Gosling told me. God damn it, we do. America's the worst. (laughs) (laughs) So Sam. Uh, we'll give you the final word on Akira. Uh, thank you okay. again for coming over and like. Thank you for sh- having me. Wait, you have another question love. for me. We do, but just okay. give us right, a yeah, yeah. wrap up Akira, and then we'll get into our 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 second. Uh, second I, I I love this movie. This yeah. was very instructive for me because we we're talking about this earlier. I feel uh, Akira is a generational thing. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, sort of, we're we're almost ten years apart in age. I don't sure. know how old you are. Frankly, I don't care. Don't tell me, Keller. <laughs> I'm twelve uh, years old. I like I like the mystery. I was twelve years old when I first saw this movie. Just now. <laughs> <laughs> It's so formative for me. You know how the children in Akira were aged uh, artificially? Keller has the same disease. Oh, okay. He has that same, yep. Yeah, yeah. He's got but do you the, have the telekinesis? Um, we'll I'm find out. Even, my we'll heart. Out. Yeah. yeah. I crush hearts. Oh, my guts. I think my I guts are I told you my out. arm turned into muscles yeah. and shit. <laughs> uh, cool. But I think it was a generational thing. When I first saw it, there was precious little anime available it certainly wasn't on cable there was no yeah. adult mm-hmm. swim you could maybe find a couple cassettes at uh yeah a blockbuster or also mail just order. movies based off of uh like comic books comic books. exactly mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh 10 years removed from that you had uh, dragon ball z running all the time pokemon yeah. was a national yeah. phenomenon in america sailor moon was huge Manga was being published at a crazy rate. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the, the tsunami was there. The you know the you even had things like this a little bit later, but you'd have like Cowboy Bebop and Fooly Cooly on yeah. TV. You know, you really started to feel in America the breadth of the genres. Disney went and got Studio Ghibli to the, to Studio like distribute Ghibli. here. Studio Ghibli yeah. was was a thing. You you had Neil Gaiman writing the script. You know, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, we don't just translate this and have somebody say it. We have mm-hmm. somebody translate it and somebody write it so it's Sounds good and makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, I, I I feel like Akira is a, a generational thing for, for people my age. It was everything to us, uh, and for people yeah. your age, uh, it, it was like it, the it, father it was, of everything. Exactly because yeah. it's so great. You had so many anime options at the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. This to me was almost like my punk rock record mm-hmm. at 13 years old. I believe this, that. This was a thing that you like, knew something me, like, that nobody at your school did. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it was the coolest thing you'd ever seen. It was the coolest thing. And that was me like traveling the world. Exactly. While traveling a very small In fucking Minnesota. World, but yeah, <laughs> Minnesota, I could go to Neo Tokyo and I knew mm-hmm. it like the back That's of my awesome. hand, you know, still do. So, so anyway, so cool. I, I, I think it's a, a, a great movie with so, so many influences and, uh, I'm, I'm glad it's always still in print and I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. So, so now yeah. we come to the part of the podcast where we're going to ask what you would contribute to a list of the 500 greatest okay. movies of all time. Like, and like I said, it can be the movie that we saw tonight. If you want to get a little sample of some of the movies that mm-hmm. other guests have picked mm-hmm. from right there at the top with The mm-hmm. Iron Giant, then Empire of the Sun, all the way down. This is a very eclectic group of films. This is a, a very eclectic. They're not all... Lacking in... You know, when, when you said this to me, I was like... I, probably all the classics have been mentioned, but I don't well, see a lot again, of no classics. We're really. only 50, very few. Fifty. We're only fifty-six movies mm-hmm. in. We're gonna mm-hmm. do this for another. You know. Ooh, uh, Jean Dillman 
23 Qua Ducomers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Who did that? Alicia Malone. I don't know who that is, but she's got great oh, taste. She's, she is. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a. She's the smartest person we've yes. had on park. No offense, but yeah. she's like, she knows the most about everything that's <laughs> been on our bullshit. Podcast. I can't believe you didn't. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. that I wasn't she, smart. She wrote. She wrote <laughs> I didn't imply. Well. You <laughs> said it. You didn't imply anything. Okay, yeah. Alicia right. is this, uh, she's this great uh, uh, film critic and um, and personality that's uh, online and a host and a Does wonderful stuff for interviewer. TCM and stuff. Yeah, oh, TCM, Turner God. Classic Movies. Yeah, and so she, she wrote shit. a book called Backwards and in Heels about the history oh, of, of women course. in Hollywood. Uh, yes, the, 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 what they said about um, Grace yeah. Kelly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's about the history of women in Hollywood that people forgot because they the women sort of got pushed out. Well, if she put that movie it's on the list, I bet it's a, a fucking yeah. great film. I yeah, need yeah, to yeah. see yeah. it. All right, so I'm going to put the Ten Commandments, which yeah. is a classic movie. It's, yeah. Well, it's yeah. a movie before the 80s. and mm-hmm. <clears throat> It's really long Got and big, good, and they good, do something yeah. crazy. Charles, Charlton Hesse's Dr. Strangelove. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good one. And Willow. And Whale and, and yeah. Willow. Yeah, of Will course. Ryder. You are great. The last action hero. I mean. <laughs> I'm Willow. <laughs> Tremors. That's yeah. the one I have to say every time. <laughs> <laughs> we almost got, which one was? What did we almost get? Like. Uh, Daniel Radford. Very, someone almost said the happening. Oh, that's right. Was it Daniel Radford? Chloe, no, uh, Chloe Dykstra. Dykstra almost said the happening. Ooh. Ooh. But then and she then, ended up. Oh, picking, she did uh, Doctor Strange Love instead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take because I was there, there. There are two things, two movies that came to mind. Yeah. Can I tell you one and you, then tell you my actual? Pick? Yeah. Tell yeah. us the runner. So runner I was gonna up. go with Zardoz. You guys know Whoa, what Zardoz is? The no Sean clue. Connery. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, Zardoz. Hector heard me say this earlier this week when we were taping DC yeah. Daily, which yeah. is available now on uh, DC Universe. That's true. Yeah. And yeah. DCUniverse.com. Guys, Google Streaming it. Streaming platform. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am a man of my stands. I'm a man who stands by his stands. You call me Stan Humphreys from now on. And I stand <laughs> Zardoz. Okay. It is not a good movie, but it is a whale of a watch. Okay. I've I seen, will watch it. Like, oh, it's, it's great. I wish it was on this list because I'm sure it's not. Is it I like crazy back. Sean Connery, like Highlander? Crazier than Highlander. My favorite thing about it's, Highlander. It's, you know what it's it's he wears in the film? Look up the movie Zardoz right now. Just, just get Google image search. Just Google, Google image, image search. Zardoz. I'm so um, scared. I, I love. It's a John Borman seventies sci-fi film. To me, it's mm-hmm. like the apex of bad the, sci-fi. The the, the oh thinking person sci-fi that started beyond nineteen eighty four, beyond two thousand one, <laughs> beyond love, beyond death. Zardoz. Written, produced, and directed by John Borman. Did you see the uh, and the costume he's wearing? You need to yeah. go back to the image. Oh my god, yeah. that's a cute little. <laughs> yeah, it is cute little number. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's hairy as the fuck. Orange strappy thongy yeah. thing. Uh, well, okay. if you're gonna hire Roger Moore. <laughs> anyway, it's it's a total disaster. Super ambitious. Like that tagline, they mm-hmm. go for. What that tagline? They want to yeah. be better than everything. They, they do not reach it, but they go for it. <laughs> it's yeah. hilarious how many. Old posters you see the next Star Wars yeah. and it's like what yeah. is this? <laughs> Never <laughs> heard of this. Yeah, uh, and so That's I was going to put that on there, but I feel like somebody's going to come along and put that on there. So okay. I'm going to I'm going to uh, take a page out of your friend's also you will uh, be TCM friend's like. book. Oh, thank you very what, much. Okay, uh, I'm sorry, your TCM friend who put yeah. uh, what was her name? Alicia Malone. I'm going to take a page out of Alicia Malone's book and I'm going to put my favorite movie of all time. Oh, this is good. Favorite movie of all time: Ingmar Bergman's Fanny and Alexander. Okay, Whoa. haven't seen it. I don't think I've seen an Ingmar is, Bergman film. Is the full title Ingmar Bergman? No, just Fanny and okay. Alexander. No. Fanny and Alexander? Yep, directed. How do you spell Fanny? The, I just like you got it. Why? Okay. And then Alexander, as you would. 
It is a five and a half hour movie, <laughs> which I watch at least once a year. I hate long ass movies. In fact, I this I'm, one moves, not, or it's just like you're just uh, in it. You're just, just fucking in it. it. it it's a movie that fe- <laughs> that like is super immersive. It's a period piece. It takes place in the wow. early 1900s in Sweden. So it and which is when he grew up in Sweden. So mm-hmm. it's like super rich in wow. detail, and it's a coming of age film. It's also a magical realist film in, a, in very sneaky ways. And when when this shit goes down. And you're like, oh fuck! I can't, I can't believe. It. But also very warm uh, family uh, film, film about a I, large I think family. At, at five that and a half hours, awesome. I think it's every genre just because it has time. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. Touch them all. And then ET lands. It's also says, this incredible you know, science fiction film that is also a I psychological they, drama. They were able to touch all six volumes of the manga. Right? Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> Forty-five minutes. They, full did, they didn't make it halfway through the manga. They did the whole thing. Yeah. Forty-five minutes of the thing is just straight up animated. It's every genre of every yeah. single one. <laughs> Animate is not a genre, yeah. Hector. <laughs> it's a medium. Who invited him onto our podcast? Tell me about it. He hates <laughs> animation. It. Uh, but it, it, is, it is my favorite film. I, I wow. think it, I think it's the best film I've ever seen. I've seen it probably a dozen times at this point. That sounds um, fascinating. It's just, it's just wonderful. So I believe it belongs in the canon. I think, this, I this think so. Or any other canon. I'm very intrigued by it. Me too. I want to know it's if almost it's... certainly not on this list. Okay. But we'll I'm going to check. Take a look, We've got some other Ingmar, though. I'm sure the Seventh Seal is on there. Oh, yeah. Sure, you know, we got to put chess with death. Yeah. Yeah, Fanny's not on here. The only Jesus F's, F movies are Field of Dreams, Fight Club, Finding Nemo, First Blood. Looking director Flash. for him, though. Okay, let's see how many Ingmars we got. Yeah. Here we go. <clears throat> F-G-H. I, we got two. Two. We've got The Seventh Seal, 1957, and Sawdust, Sawdust and, Tinsel, and Tinsel, 1953. I'm not even aware of that one. <laughs> it's about a Christmas okay. tree. Well, that's number I, made I of hope wood. so. It's number it's 300. Actually, well, I think it's right. about somebody putting a Christmas tree into a wood chipper with all the decorations still on it. <laughs> so now you only have <laughs> Sawdust and Tinsel. I think we'll get to it at the end in the beginning of uh, 2022. So we'll let you know. I'll see yeah, you in a year yeah, and a half. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you got to come back for some Ingmar, bro. I will. You know, I will. <laughs> I'm going to Ingmar oh, the shit out of this. <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah, just like looking at this list, I can't. I mean, dude, Fanny and Alexander, but all this other shit. I mean, We've yeah. watched. <sighs> Garbage. Mm-hmm. Such garbage. But yeah. this wasn't garbage. This was rad. This was super rad. Yeah. This this was great. I'm going to think about this movie forever. Okay. I, uh, I'm i pleased I was here to, to watch this with you guys. Thank you for doing it. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. Uh, where can yeah. people find you on the World Wide Web? Uh, they can find me on, on Twitter. Uh, it's at... Sam Humphreys. At Sam Humphreys. Very creative name. Uh, at Kelly Knobloch. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, along with Hector, I am, a, I am online daily. We, are, we co-host a daily news show. That's right. It's on the DC Universe streaming platform. Uh-huh. And also on YouTube. Just and also on YouTube. They, 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 they put on YouTube. Piece of it on but YouTube it is well. just actually about the daily news. It yeah. has nothing it to is do about the daily news. <laughs> we talk about invasions and yeah. genocides. Oh, okay. And, yeah. Yeah. First we we talk about uh, statues, Batman statues, yeah. and video games. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, That's tr- actually The true. Doom yeah. Patrol. I believe and, it. Yeah, yeah. And it's great. And we have, usually when Sam and I are on a panel, it's the best panel. Oh. Like, let's be real. No question. We always get the best. Question. Feedback. Everyone's like, guys, no notes. Question. That was great. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah, no yeah. We, uh, we, yeah. We do have a lot of fun on that show. We do. Uh, especially now that we've gotten some, uh, gotten gotten our feet wet a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a daily show. We blew past 100 episodes before we knew it. Damn. Yeah, yeah. no cake, no nothing. No yeah. cake? Mm-hmm. Well, it was because it snuck up on us. And then it was like, mm-hmm. and yeah, well, luckily we snuck- had Marv Wolfman. 
That's oh, why I interviewed that him nice. for the 100th episode. Nice. And comic book legend. Comic book legend. We have, we have comic book legends. Stop Constantly. By. I just did yeah. uh, two hours of interview footage with uh, Brian Michael Bendis. One what? So those will be, those will be, we'll probably get six interviews out of that. I don't know. They'll, That's awesome. You know, we'll be rolling that out for forever. And, yeah. uh, and then, um, I write uh, comic books as well, so I'm writing two creator-owned books right now. Called one's called Blackbird, and one's called Goliath Girls. Mm-hmm. And for DC, I write Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. And then I have a new book coming out March 27th mm-hmm. called Dial H for Hero. That's right. Very excited Damn, for it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. cool. And that's Mar- where you can find me. March 27th is uh, not this week, but next week is when it's going to be coming next out. Next week. Because this, okay. this, this episode is perfect. lands perfect on the 18th. Oh, yeah. So, so we're almost, you can, almost 10 days later. You can go uh, uh, reserve it. Go pre-order it. Go get it on your pull list. Go get uh, Dial H for Hero. Mm-hmm. And um, and then follow Sam on, on uh, social Please media. Please follow me. I shit post all the time. <laughs> and then watch these little boys on their TV show. What's yeah, DC Daily. Watch our fun little show. Yeah, man. We're on the TV, Ma. Next, oh, it's just way I talked about Hector. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Next week, we're watching Gross Point Blank. Ooh, that's Gross a Point good Blank. One. I've never that's seen it. Gross. Oh, really? Yeah. And we're just coming off a of high fidelity, and I did not enjoy it. Ooh, Me, that's neither. That's when I feel probably did not. Age. I'll have to listen <laughs> to that episode. But it doesn't <laughs> age well. well no, 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 at all. No, no, no. Uh, so I wish right. I liked John Cusack Me more. Me too, man. I think he's great, <clears throat> but my favorite John Cusack movie is still Anastasia. Yeah, I can't believe mm. we watched Being John Malkovich last yeah. week. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what a wild ride you guys yeah. had. Yeah, that was yeah. crazy. It was crazy. But next week, Gross Point Blank, it is streaming on like Cinemax's Max Subs thing. Like if you're subscribed to that, it's on there for free. Otherwise, it's rentable. Gross you Point get Blank. a submarine sandwich with it. You get a submarine sandwich with it. Our guest is going to be Eddie Doty, and that's happening next week. And again, huge thanks to Sam Humphreys yes, for coming by. So Jensen, damn much. Thank you for having Dude, me. It was a blast. I would love to come back. It was a blast indeed. Yes, that, it was. That's an insensitive joke. I feel Yikes. Like blast, not, I'm referencing the blast oh, yeah. in the Oof. movie Akira, which is also referencing... It wasn't a joke many, until many, you started real. talking about it. It was I, just you not, agreeing with it's, him. It's, <laughs> it, was a, it was a fun time, and it was gnarly, but it was a great time getting to talk about this incredible film and hearing your love about it and how it's affected your life and your story and everything. So that was awesome. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you. All right. Oh, man. I'm going to think about it forever. It's crazy. You going to get some sleep tonight? No. It it will haunt your dreams. It will stay like it did for me for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I remembered, the one thing I remembered most vividly was the scene where uh, Tetsuo's freaking out and then the girl just turns into blood in the oh, yeah. in his body oh, because yeah. I thought that was going to happen to an, to like the general character first and I'm like here it comes here it comes and then it didn't happen I'm like wait am I misremembering it no I'm not that definitely happened and it is horrifying it is I'm going to yeah. say just as a postscript yeah the coolest character one of the coolest characters in the back half of the manga is the general <gasps> really? really because he's, he turns it I around military it. training yeah and he's like my I still have my duty the city is what? destroyed but there are people still alive and it's my job to find some way people. to protect them. Fuck. With all his military awesome. training and That's all awesome. his knowledge of the project and, and Tetsuo and everything. I kind of want to read it all. Dang sure. it. You That's absolutely good. have to read it now. I'll, I'll, you can okay. totally okay, cool. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. Go watch Gross Point Blank. Bye. 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 Also watch Akira. Yeah. <laughs>